this is my career. It's my livelihood. This is my love. It's my passion. It's something that I've dedicated over two decades of my life to. That's pretty much half my life has been wrestling. And it has given me everything. It's given me my life. It's given me my home. It's given me my dreams. It's given me my husband, my son. You know, I, I don't know where I would be without wrestling. I Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And of course, I am your senior writer and host, Nikki Bougie. And I'm never alone, the editor-in-chief, Dreon Santana, and my tag team partner. We are the Salt Shakers, and welcome to the Shakers Den. <laughs> I am so excited about this one because, Santana, we have a very special guest a knockout legend within her own right, someone who paved the way for so many, Mickey James, the hardcore legend herself. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so happy to see you. Um, I know I see you at a lot of the impact pay-per-views and you, y'all support for the knockouts really means so much to me. I know it means a lot to the ladies in the locker room and we're just really grateful for you. So thank you. We, we we really appreciate that. We we love. Um, I know for me and Santana, we love coming to the events and seeing you guys just put on some of the best matches in women's wrestling. We are here for business, and you speak of the locker room. Um, we just recently had someone on the show who had a few things to say about Mickey James. So we're going to give you the floor after we play the clip to say okay. whatever you want to say. Okay. Okay. She can do whatever she wants without consequence. And, and, and what? When I put my hands on somebody or I go to their barn and attack them, there's there's judgment and, and, and uh, punishments and all of these things. But Mickey James can just do whatever Mickey James wants. And I'm sick of it. So you know what? I didn't defeat her this time. And that's fine. But I will work my way back up. And I'm going to be the one to end the career of Mickey James. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Still. I don't think that I can do whatever I want. Clearly. Clearly, I've not been able to do whatever I want. And I think that the that this whole last rodeo has is a testament to that in the sense that I specific if I wanted to do whatever I wanted, why didn't I just go to Scott and say, hey, Scott, I'd really like a knockouts world championship match. I feel like. I'm Mickey James. I deserve it. I, I know. I wanted to work my way back up the roster, and I wanted to face everyone on that roster and earn my shot at the championship, like every single woman on that roster would do. Um, and I wanted—I wouldn't want just to do that to prove it to the fans or prove it to the business that I still belong, but prove it to those women in the locker room that I can still hang with every single one of them, and I can still kick their ass, including Deanna who I've kicked her ass, not once, not twice, but thrice. Okay. So I don't know how she thinks she's going to end my career end this last rodeo. The culmination of this last rodeo happens at hard to kill, which is sold out by the way, sold out. But I do hope everyone's, I hope it sells out when everybody's watching at home too. I hope it sells out every couch across the world, but I say to Deanna, come on, bring it. But you kind of like baseball, three strikes, you're out, babe. 
So, yeah, you can work your way back up the roster. I mean, I don't know why she has this vendetta against me. Probably because I ruined her longest championship reign ever, her most dominant championship reign ever. But I felt, you know, I really respected Deanna. I came to Deanna to add, to ask her to be a part of Empower because I recognized what an impressive, amazing talent and champion she was. I put her up against one of who I, uh, you know, will say is one of my greatest opponents of all time in Melina in a match that no one's ever seen before of her versus Melina. And they put on one of the greatest matches of the night that night. One that I still go back and watch and go like, damn, that was good. I still wish Melina would have won, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, and then maybe this whole story would have been me and Melina instead of me and Deanna, but I've beat her. I beat her in a Texas death match. We had the first ever knockouts world championship as the main event of the pay-per-view for the first time ever. I've made a lot of history with Deanna and Deanna seems to be, you know, that constant thorn in my side and she just can't let it go. You know, it's not my fault. Chelsea left her. Okay. Not my fault that, you know, that's not my fault that you push me to the edge, you push me to the limits and then you will see, the nasty side of Mickey James. And that's just the reality, but I don't want anyone to ever think like, Oh, I just come in and do what I want because I don't, I could, but I don't because I love the business and I love, uh, you know, wrestling and I respect the women who work hard and, and, you know, go out there and put on not just the best women's wrestling matches of the night, but sometimes the best matches of the night period. Oh, Lord. I am shaking in my Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I am shaking, honey. <laughs> uh, so, of course, like you said, you're on this rodeo. Um, and, of course, you have your current opponent that you'll be facing, uh, Jordan Grace at Hard to Kill, and someone that you've already beaten not once, not two times, but three times, Deanna. Without picking those two, which knockout would you pick to end your last rodeo? None of them. I don't want anybody to end the last rodeo. Come on. This is my career. It's my livelihood. This is my love. It's my passion. It's something that I've dedicated over two decades of my life to. That's pretty much half my life has been wrestling. And it has given me everything. It's given me my life. It's given me my home. It's given me my dreams. It's given me my husband, my son. You know, I, I don't know where I would be without wrestling. I don't want it to end as anyone in this business it's a struggle. That word, the retire word is, is like, you know, it's a, it's a sadness that, cause it's a, it's a ending of a book that you're never really truly want to close. Um, but I think that right now, you know, obviously Deanna would have probably been a good shout. We've been that fight forever kind of, uh, rivalry and she's been one of my toughest opponents. And I've honestly, I've always, said that Deanna is one of the best women's wrestlers out there. She's one of the best wrestlers out there. She's one of the best I've ever been in the ring with. Um, I think Jordan has been an incredible champion. She's been a dominant champion. And if this is how the last rodeo ends and she's the one to retire me, I can respect that. And I respect her. Um, I guess if there was one other, it's so hard to say, I would say, um, If I had to pick, it would be maybe um, 
either Masha because there's history there. I found Masha um, when I was looking for women for Empower. And she really stood out to me. I watched this package. It was one of the packages she had on her social media of, you know, obviously when she was in Japan and stuff like that. And I was like, this girl is awesome. Like she's awesome. And I think it was like Ella J who had sent me like, Hey, a list of girls to check out. And so I did, I checked out every single one of them. I went to their pages, I stalked them on those social medias to kind of see who they are, what they're about, what they're thinking. And she really, really impressed me. Um, and I thought that she had an excellent showing at Empower, uh, so much so that I had her come in for uh, Deanna's, our friend Deanna's Pick Your Poison match at the uh, Knockouts Knockdown pay-per-view. And out of that, Gail walked out and offered her a contract to become, you know, the newest knockout. And she accepted. And, um, and I think what she's done on the roster and to watch her uh, and the matches she's had, the matches she's had against Jordan. I mean, they're insane. They, they're, you know, obviously not my wheelhouse of like hardcore, crazy matches, but to watch them, I'm going like, holy shit. Like that's, a, I always say wrestling takes a different breed of human. It takes a, it's almost, you know, uh, and she's definitely, um, one of those people. Um, but God, there's so many women, you know, like there's, that's the one thing about impact, especially, but they're just out there. There's like so many talented women, you know, on the landscape that are really going out there and doing it for themselves. And it's really amazing to see. It's really, really amazing to see. Cause there weren't that many women when I was trying to make it or when I was trying to do it, like it was a handful of really great, there was women's wrestlers, but as far as really great talent, um, and women who loved wrestling and were in wrestling because they loved wrestling. It was a lot slimmer pickings, you know, and now that landscape is so thick and full of amazing talent out there. It's like, I think there's people that have are just scratching the surface and have yet to be seen and that are going to be, you know, the next superstars of tomorrow. So it's really hard to say, I don't want to look past Jordan. I think that's very important because there's a lot, the stakes are high and, uh, if I lose, then I can't wrestle anymore. And so I take that very seriously because, again, it's my whole life. Absolutely. And speaking of your match with Jordan and Hard to Kill, uh, you recently spoke about your mental health going into this match. How is your preparation different from this match, from your death match, that you, the Texas death match that you and Deanna had just last year? Yeah, Um I always, I always say about mental health because I think it's very important. I think that your mind and your heart and your soul, they all have to be connected and you have to take care of them individually. And I also think that um, mental strength is so much more important than just physical strength. Um, you can train your body in the gym all day long, but if you don't believe yourself to be a winner, if you don't believe yourself to be a star, if you don't believe that you can do something, then you've answered your own question. If you don't believe it, that you can do it, then you won't be able to do it. You have to say to yourself, I can do this. I can be this. I am this. You know what? Those conversations you have with yourself are the most important conversations that anyone can have. That, that conversation in the mirror every morning while you're brushing your teeth, when you're telling yourself who you are and what you're about and the dreams that you have. Those are very important and you have to keep them positive. And I think even going into this match, like for the Texas death match, like I had to mentally get into this, um, 
place of, of willing to do anything, you know, because I knew that Deanna was willing to do anything and it was a hardcore match. I've had hardcore matches before, but not, it's not, again, it's not my specialty. I don't want it to be my specialty. I don't even like blood, you know, like I'm little, ugh. so for that match, I had to really put myself in a, in a real dark place of like willing to do anything kind of space. Um, with Jordan, that's not this type of match. Like this is a real competitive match of two athletes, two champions, the, the current champion, a former champion, championing women's wrestling and to show what that's like. And I know how important this match is to Jordan. I know how important this match is to me. And I think that I've watched Jordan and I see what she's capable of. And I know that I'll never match her strength. I won't, I can't, it's not, I'm not designed that way. Um, she's younger than me. She's a representation of everything, um, that what women's wrestling is today. And she's an awesome representation of that. And I think that she's carried, that championship with prestige and honor since she's had it. Um, and so I intend to take it away from her the same way, you know? And so that's my intentions. And I have to put it out there because like I said, if you, if you go in thinking you're going to lose, you've already lost. So I have to go in thinking I'm going to win so I can win. And that's, that's all we're going to be about. We're going to hear number hardcore country taking place at hard. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of you know just still talking about the conversation of your last rodeo um talk about the thought process of creating these moments with these various different women that you went up against oh god um just in my career i think the fact that i've been able to have so many awesome moments against uh so many different opponents and different types of opponents different types of women um but the one thing that reigns true is that we're all very passionate about wrestling. Every, every woman that, and I cherish every rivalry I've ever had. I think each of them were unique and special um, because they had to be, because we're not all the same. We maybe all, all have this genuine love and passion for wrestling, but we don't have the same background. We don't have the same fighting styles. We don't have the same training we don't have the same darkness that what we're willing to fight for. We don't have any, like we're all so different. So the fact that I've been able to have uh, these moments with a Beth Phoenix, who is one of my favorite rivalries of all time with Trish Stratus, obviously the one that like is the first one everyone goes to. And it's the one that reigns so special to me um, because it was that moment of realizing, especially by the time we got to WrestleMania, that I truly made it. Like, this was it. Like, up until that point, I'm like, anything, whatever. But as we get to got to WrestleMania, when we're there in WrestleMania, I'm like, oh, my God. That's when I realized, like, oh, my God, I made it. I did it. Like, this is it, you know. Um, to even being able to go back and, you know, wrestle Lita on her way out and retire her. And, and Lita was one who, um, some people know this, some people don't, but when I was on the independence and I'm just trying to make it and she was already on TV, she had been on ECW and then she was, I was watching her on WWE and, and I would work a lot of independence in the Carolinas and she would come to some of these shows and she would, she was so giving. Um, and she would give me advice of what to do, what not to do. And I was one of the, I, I was a sponge. I would take advice. I, you know, and I just appreciated it 
because she didn't have to do that, right? She didn't have to help me at all. And I honestly believe that, you know, even in asking for advice as I was trying to get a job and all these things, like I do feel this genuine um, part that goes like, I don't know if I would have even made it to WWE without Lita because of the guidance that she gave me along the way in the sense of she really pulled for me in times when a lot of people didn't. Um, so I, you know, and then we talk about Melina and we talk about Michelle McCool and Layla who, you know, this was a pairing that they needed a monster heel faction. They needed someone for the people to truly genuinely hate, not be like, Oh, I hate that person, but I still love them. And I want to buy their merch. No, I want, I hate these people. And they needed someone to, to be that and step up and be that. And that, you know, whole piggy James angle and all that stuff as hard as it was at times, I have people that still come to me today and go like, you know, that storyline was very important, especially at, in the, you know, in that teenage years of going, you know, it resonated with me because I was that person getting picked on, or I was that in the fact that you could fight through and, you know, be strong. Like it gave me strength. And like, so when you can help not only create um, these moments for television, but moments that resonate with people that they can feel in their hearts and they can attach to and go like, like that made a difference for me on a personal level. There's no bigger reward than that. There's that's uh, like, that's when you know you've done something special. That's absolutely beautiful. Well, we want to thank you here at Women's Wrestling Talk for all your contributions to women's wrestling and women's and just wrestling in general. You are a TNA knockout all over the world legend in your own right. And we have been on such a journey. I've been able to capture so many moments with you during your last rodeo. And it's been such a blessing. I watched you growing up like all of us did. And for you to come back constantly and show us some support here at Women's Wrestling Talk, we are just extremely grateful. And we wish you the best of luck as wow. you get ready for um, continue on the last rodeo and uh, yeah. thank you, Jordan Grace, at, at Hard to Kill. Any last words before? Um, I, sure, I do have a last word just because okay. I, I've i seen you all at the shows and I just want to say thank you. You know, for you all to create a platform to lift up women's wrestling and women's wrestling on all levels. Like, you know, the fact that there's even a platform to celebrate women's wrestling now, you know, this was not something that was ever before. And I just, the you know, you all highlight women's wrestlers from all over, but you also have a certain love for impact. And it's really special to me, especially to the locker room. But I think it's special to women in every company, um, large or small, the fact that there's a platform like this where you all can celebrate these women. And it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the industry. And I'm sure it means a lot to them. So I just want to say thank you. Because I know it takes time. I do a podcast as well. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes a lot to make it happen. And I just appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. You, you We can't even follow. There's no way to follow that. Um, again, tickets are sold out for Hard to Kill. Uh, you guys are going to have to watch it on on. On pay-per-view. Pay yeah. And then hopefully if you're still in Atlanta and hopefully if I win, the next day is not quite sold out yet. It's so not. you could come on the yep, you could come on the yeah. 14th and mm -hmm. hopefully 
see me or not yeah. see me, but I'd still love for you to come if I lose. Um, maybe I'll have to do a farewell speech, which I will not have prepared because I do not want to lose. So we're going to have to call that one on the fly. Listen, the Soft Shakers will be in the building for a hard to kill and fall out. So I think we'll see you there. Uh, yeah. But we'll just wait till the 14th. Thank yeah. you again. Um, of course, this has been Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.